This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC. And this uh, Sunday on 60 Minutes, no, 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 it's the ticking of the clock because uh, Anthony Weiner, as I've been saying all week, I've been counting uh, down the number of days that Israel has to get in there, take out Hamas, and then get the hell out of Gaza uh, because the whole world, which uh, was very sympathetic and empathetic, they love weakness, they love it when you're a victim. We saw that after the attack on 9-11. They love you. They can't give you enough love. But the moment you flex any strength, that's it. Proportionality, hold on, we've done the analytics. You've killed enough, you've maimed enough, that's it. War has to stop here. And I'm like, wait a second. Hamas declares war on Israel by invading Israel and committing a pogrom. Then Israel officially, through its prime minister, does not say this is a police action like we've said in Korea and Vietnam. They actually, Bibi declares, we are at war. And nobody in parliament says, absolutely not, a unity government. Everybody comes together who hated one another before that. And so now, all of a sudden, there's proportionality. I noticed uh, Secretary of State Blinken comes to Israel. He's looking at the photographs of uh, dead children. Obviously, others, uh, he seems to be really taken aback by it. He pledges total support. He gets on the United States um, uh, Air Force uh, plane to take him to Qatar. And all of a sudden, he's saying, restraint, restraint, you know, let's have some restraint. I'm saying you can't have both. It's either war or it's police action. This is what this is what Israel has to. We ask of Israel, the world asks of Israel something and no one else ever gets asked. This, you're right. This, this. And it's funny that I've been listening to you all week, say seven days. I guess Israel, Israel wins the six day war. You're like, we'll give him one extra day for exactly. this one. one that's extra, that's it. Get. That's all you're going to get. You get that to finish the job. But I look, you know, Blinken, who I think has been doing an excellent job I and mean, he's traveling the region, doing the best he can. You know, if, you know, I, I, I when you're going to when you're going to ask the Arab League to do what they should do anyway, he does have to say, "Look, Israel has to try to do this as best they can." I don't know. I'll be honest with you, Curtis. I don't know how they show restraint. On the other hand, I don't. You can't. You, I'm sure you saw Lindsey Graham, our one of our favorites. Oh, he, he wants says, to bomb the world. He says, "Level the place." Every every problem, his answer is level the place. Yeah, Mexico, level you know, the place. Wait level. a second. You know we have American expatriates living there. We have uh, like millions of tourists, and, there. and it's our number one trading partner, yeah, and all no, kinds of other level things. Level it, level it. But 
I don't know. Showing restraint is not really an option, but frankly, leveling it is also not really an option. They are caught, no pun intended, because they're between the river and the sea. They're caught between the devil now, and now, the hold deep blue sea. Let's, uh, let's deal with that statement, because I heard a lot of those that were on the pro-Palestinian side, some of them being very openly pro-Hamas, they kept saying, from the river to the sea. And having been there three times, I think they're talking about the Jordan River. Correct. To the sea. Okay, that pretty much takes up what we know Israel to be, including the areas of the West Bank and Gaza. So what happens to the Jews? Well, this is what. <laughs> so it, it, this is, and I, and I try to describe this history the last couple of weeks. So, you know, Hamas doesn't say what they want because they just want no Israel, right? right. But the Palestinians, rank and file politi- uh, uh, Palestinians, they say we want our own homeland. Great. You can have a homeland. We want safety and security. Great. You can have safety and security. And then at the end, they say, well, we just want to tell you exactly what our homeland is. It's all of Israel. The right of return. (laughs) The right of return. Well, wait a second. Who has the right of return anywhere in the world? I mean, think of it. The right of return as populations have migrated all over the place for a variety of reasons, war, pestilence, plague, whatever. Uh, Right now, we have migrants uh, moving north, right? But the right of return. Well, let me ask you this. I actually made a little list. Yes. Should the Babylonians get the right of return? Then? Okay. Should so the Persians? Well, should the Macedonians? Should the Romans? All the Byzantines? You know, to say the right of return in that part of the world, you can really say any of us at some point can go back there far enough and say, hey, the Sliwas lived here 6,000 years ago. I want this. And, and the most interesting thing is if you go to nearby Jordan, which has a good relationship with Israel. In fact, people don't realize that in the Yom Kippur War, talk about failure of intelligence, that King Hussein takes tremendous risk, flies into Tel Aviv, says the gold of my ear. Remember, oh, my God, if anybody had heard that he flew into Tel Aviv to have a meeting with gold of my ear. Hey, Syria, uh, Halafaz Assad has his Soviet tanks. They're going to invade from the Golan Heights. A day before, nothing, eh, you know, maybe it's just misinformation. So this concept that, you know, massage in bed, National Security Agency, CIA, they're impervious, they're always at the, the court. No, they failed 50 years ago in the Yom Kippur War. They failed this time. They failed us uh, with weapons of mass destruction. I'm trying to figure out when have they been right. Yeah, but you've heard I'm not the, really trying to figure yeah, out when they've been right. You've heard the cliche. They 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 have to be right a hundred percent of the time. But I, I I look I I make a distinction. I don't have a problem with people who say, Let's try to figure out what the heck happened. But it's kind of like people two days after nine eleven talking about as American imperialism led to this. Just sh- shut up for a minute. Like, that's why these rallies are so frustrating to me. And not that I care what these people well, think. You, you, you left out some of the Americans who said Bush did this on purpose because he wanted to get involved in a war. Bush did. Remember, yeah. just like some have said, BB did this on purpose because politically, you know, he he was just surviving by a mere thread. Uh, anyway, like FDR wanted the Japanese to attack us yeah, in Pearl exactly. Harbor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but but the the idea, I don't have a problem if someone wants to do a whole nine eleven kind of report on what the heck the security breakdowns. And by the way. I think you and I are going to be on the air next year. I don't believe Bibi's going to be the prime minister next year. He better not be. I mean, but, I mean is, if this isn't a massive failure, I don't know what is. Right, but that's for, you know. Wait, wait. They're training. They, they set up a facsimile Israeli village 
in the Gaza. They're actually having practice runs. Did you see there was a video, and it was taken from the, the, the I think it was the New York Times, taken from a camera that was on the head of a of a terrorist. And he's looking at a multicolored schematic of this intelligence office that they were going to attack at the border. Look, they had some, you know, this, I know people say, oh, Iran, Iran, Iran. I think this could be some, some Russian involvement here. It's totally fine. But there's a time and a place. Right now, the Israelis have to kind of defend themselves. You're right to use restraint, use restraint. I don't know what restraint looks like in this context when they're going to have to go door to door, knocking on doors, trying to find, trying to find prisoners. I don't know what restraint looks like, but I also don't know what the opposite looks like. This is an, 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 an untenable situation. Well, let's let's compare it to the most recent war we've seen, Ukraine and Russia. Previous to this, you had Vladimir Putin, you were them in Syria, flattening Aleppo. I mean, he didn't care what the hell the world thought. Even uh, at that time, candidate for vice president, if you remember, uh, Pence. Uh, no, actually, vice president at that time, running for re-election, said, you know, uh, it was me, uh, we would uh, basically, we would threaten Russia that we're going to take out your jet fighters if you continue to flatten Aleppo. The next day, President Trump said, no, we're going to leave him alone. Nobody cared about Aleppo. Nobody cared. When hey, and, and remember, it was it was it was um, Barack Obama's red line: use chemical weapons yeah. in Aleppo. We're going to be on you with both boots, and that didn't wind up happening. But even that, uh, Chechnya, uh, which was a pain in the Soviet Union side, and then eventually with Putin, he uh, first they had the first war. It was like um, it was like a Mexican standoff. Second war, he just came in and carpet bombed in Grozny. He just leveled it. Nobody cared. Yeah. But proportionality, I notice when I look at this war between Russia and the Ukraine, Russia has the capacity to flatten whole cities in Ukraine. I mean, if they wanted to, the capital. They basically have opted for some proportionality. They're not doing in the Ukraine what they did in Aleppo or in Grozny in uh, Chechnya. So the whole world is watching, and the Israelis... You got seven days to go in and get the job yeah, done before you know, you're the murderers, the butchers, uh, the Zionists, the oppressors, you know, the colonialists. I mean, I, 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 I don't disagree that they have a clock here, but game this out a little bit. Let's say they're successful in the next 10 days to two weeks or whatever it takes, and they grind up, they grind up Hamas the way the world did with ISIS. Let's assume that happens. What happens then to the two million some odd people in the territories? Now they're back. It's like you said last week, you break it, you bought it. They're back to basically occupying Gaza. They're which back is, in the box. They are back. And and that's why this is – it is not like if only – you know, it's not like there's a whole government of of Gaza waiting to rise back up. They, that – the Fatah, the Palestinian Authority got slaughtered in a civil war there in 2007. There's no sign that there's anything left there to save. And so the world is then going to say, oh, now you're occupying Gaza again. Very nice. They have no choice. And they will have to flood it with IDF uh, forces. Uh, it will have to be Checkpoint Charlie. Uh, they're going to have to be searching women. You know, some women will become suicide bombers. That's an eventuality. It's it, Who would want to be in there and occupy Gaza? The Egyptians don't want it. The Jordanians don't want it. The Israelis don't want it. Well, this is why I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that they go full-fledged in. And, I mean, I I don't know what what they're going to do. I don't have any inside intelligence. I I know that historically, Bibi, despite the fact that he's the most hawkish and conservative, he has been very 
modest in his use of military force when when he has been called upon. He has not been the most aggressive use of it. Who knows? But I got to tell you, it is it's going to be it's going to be ugly. And I think you're right. I mean, I've been thinking about what you've been saying a lot, but I think you're right. If you look historically when when, you know, it's a bunch of 19 year old kids getting their news off of TikTok. It's just a matter of a couple of weeks before people say, you know, I don't like these pictures I'm seeing of wartime. Let's get us out of there. Yeah, and not only that, but now we've told everybody, flee to the north of Gaza. It's not that big an area to begin with. So, like, fleeing from south to north is not like you're fleeing, let's say, from uh, um, from Camden in the southern part of New Jersey to Hoboken in the northern part of New Jersey. Not comparable at all. Uh, the Egyptians will not let them through Rafa. That's the entry point and the exit point. Where are they going to go? Are they all going to just stay up against the barricade? Hamas is going to hide amongst them, just like Al-Qaeda hid amongst the peasants, just like ISIS did. This is their, they, they don't wear military uniforms. You can't pick them out of the crowd. You can do, you know, your profiling, but I don't, I don't know how you're going to well, wipe the place it, no, out. Here's what it looks like. If, you know, again, I don't have any great inside information, but they say, all right, get out of the north. They go in and sweep the north and try to clean up and try to find the tunnels. I mean, well, the tunnels are in the south. They, they try to find the hiding posts of the weapons and everything else. Then they say, everyone out of the south. Go back to the north. <laughs> and it's, and then they go in and do it like that. It's kind of like, it's kind of, you don't have enough time. It's kind of like the way when I, I used to live with, with, uh, you know, when I, we had bunk beds, me and my brother Jason. And when it's my time to clean up the room, I just throw everything at his bunk bed. Like exactly. I, I take all the mess. Look, but but all kidding aside, I don't I don't know. But you're you're right. It's not going to look good. It's going to be ugly. You're going to have innocent people who are going to get get caught up in this. And and it's not like people walk around wearing uniforms saying I'm Hamas. Like no. you're exactly right. It's and gonna- it's not just Hamas. Uh, before this, Israel would be. Um, threatened by Islamic Jihad from time to time with their missiles, their incursions. So basically Hamas, the ruling authority, they turned a blind eye every time their brothers in solidarity, Islamic Jihad, the smaller group, would send missiles over the barriers into southern Israel. So then the IDF would come in and deal with Islamic Jihad and Hamas, you know, no, okay, you deal with that. Meantime, we'll get you on the big one, you know. Then you still have elements of Fatah. You're going to have a hostile population, eh? This is the equivalent of us invading Iraq. Remember, we were told they will be the Shias who were there to help because, you know, everyone yeah. is saying now, no one in Gaza likes Hamas. Nobody, you know, they, you know, they'll be happy that we got rid of Hamas. Trust me, like in Iraq, we thought the Shias who were oppressed by the well, minority Sunnis would greet us. They greet us with uh, uh, IEDs that they were blowing up Americans well, with. Well, here, yeah, but here's the analogy. With Iraq, is that when we went in and we set up so-called civil civil society in Iraq, we're like, okay, they're going to govern themselves. The first thing that the, the Shia wanted to do, or the Sunni wanted to do, was to get even with the Shia for all those yep. years of yep. whatever. Just like in in Gaza, they got control of Gaza, and the first thing they did is had a civil war amongst themselves right. because they had all of these beasts. But that they, they actually had. had an election. People don't realize this, right? The Palestinian Authority of Yasser Arafat was in charge. I know. I was there in 1998. Briefly, it was the 50th anniversary of Israel, and I was being passed around from settlement to settlement. They would t- And you could take buses into, into Gaza. There was no barriers at that time. 
Now, wearing a red beret was a little dicey for a few hours. It wasn't the kind of hostility that would exist now. Right. But I could tell, you know, by sundown, I better get the hell out of here. I was able to walk around a little bit. It is. I mean, so congested, so packed. It's hot. It's a desert. Beautiful beach, right? Beautiful Mediterranean Sea. But other than that, this is a place that nobody, I mean, nobody wants to be in charge of. It's like Afghanistan. Don't invade Afghanistan. How many times have we been told that? Right. Don't. It's been tried for centuries. Everybody's tried. We're going to do it. The Brits, the Soviet, never works out. Don't. Try to rule over Gaza. You're never going to be able to. You know, do but it. the look, the the we we it's oversimplifying to say that the Palestinians chose chose Hamas. First of all, the Palestinian uh, the Palestinian Authority Fatah was so incompetent, Corrupt. was stealing so much money, garbage in the. Sh- I got to tell you, Anthony, I don't know what it was like under Hamas. Garbage, open sewage, pipes had burst. Uh, Yasser Arafat was just basically raping Gaza. They hated the Gazans to begin with because they've, they viewed themselves in the West Bank right. as being superior. So they treated them like, uh, uh, you should be lucky that we're in charge. And the people revolted at the ballot box first. They elected Hamas. Right. But in fairness, today, that's 17 years ago now. There hasn't been an election since. Correct. And today, polls show that people don't like Hamas because Hamas also is right. not serving their best But I guarantee you the Israeli defense forces coming in will not be viewed as liberators. The same people who hate Hamas oh, will hate the Israelis even more. A hundred percent. And that's exactly right. But but remember, remember, you know, I, I, but but you pointed out earlier the the when when the the Israelis say leave northern um, northern Gaza, a lot of people said, okay, they'll just go out, they'll go into Egypt. Egypt doesn't want them no. either. No, I mean that they got a hundred million people they can barely take care of. They've had insurrections in the Sinai, and and Hamas's precursor was the Muslim Brotherhood, That's right. which was constantly trying to take down the Egyptians. Yeah, and again, talking about how we uh, bear some of the problems here. We had Sheikh Omar Abdel Rahman, the blind-eyed, Santa Claus hat-wearing cleric of hate, who was responsible for the hit put on Anwar Sadat. He was in the bowels of Egyptian jails. Mubarak said, I'm going to get him because they almost got Mubarak. Remember, he was right next to Sadat. CIA came and said, no, Mubarak, we need him to recruit the Mujahideen uh, because, you know, the Soviets, Brezhnev. So we get him out of jail. He goes, recruits Mujahideen. We're giving him money. We're giving Osama bin Laden money to get the Mujahideen there. First it was Carter, then it was Reagan, and then it was Dan Rather, remember, with the Shmaterer, the brave Mujahideen. The moment they had a chance to turn on us, they turned on us. Well, you know, it's funny, like, you know, a lot of, I've heard a few callers call and say, what about all of those armaments that we left when they left Afghanistan? You don't need to go you know, you could. We were giving them armaments for free exactly. for years. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the way you think it's news, well, the Taliban had stuff of ours. Now, when we come back, I've done analysis. I've been at uh, many of the protests. I got to ask you why some of your people, Jews, identifying as Jews, like last night at the uh, uh, at the Grand Army Plaza in Brooklyn, across from the Brooklyn Library, uh, it was called Jews for Palestinians. Okay, I get that. But some of them were Jews for Hamas. No. Yes. Please explain that. Look, That's not a thing. Remember, I had a partner, Ron Kuby, whose mommy was a commie, had been a member of the JDL, then all of a sudden got kicked out of Israel, and he has no problems, apparently, with Hamas. you got to explain 
What leads some Jews, so few in the world, to be so self-hating they would identify with people who committed a pogrom against them? There's no other way to describe what, uh, what obviously Hamas did. It was a pogrom. We'll get into that and so much more. And then also the breakdown of the demonstrators. We're the Gentiles. We're on the sidelines. Nobody seems to want us on either side. So we get to watch it from across the barricades as Jews scream at uh, Arabs, Arabs scream at Jews. And some of those uh, sympathizers of the Palestinians are your peeps. And also, have we seen the end of the DSA? Is this the end of them? Oh, no chance. No chance on your place to be WABC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. Absolutely, uh, it is good for something here. So, wrong choice here, wrong choice. I got to tell you, Kevin Jones, I left him to choose the music. He couldn't pick a worse song, Edwin Star War. Yeah, but this is actually, you know, here's the thing. We are a week or ten days away from peace rallies, you know, just give peace a chance kind of thing. Seven days. John Lennon's birthday was, what, the other day? Seven days. Now, uh, in the aftermath of the pogrom, when support for the Israeli side was at its highest. They'll never get higher than that because of all the the people slaughtered, the 285 at the rave concert, the elderly, the children, the babies. It couldn't be higher, even from people you normally wouldn't expect uh, a kind word from about Israel. So the big mockers in New York City call overnight a unity rally in Dagham and Shoal Plaza. And I've been to Jewish rallies there before. They always fill Dagham and Shoal Plaza. Yeah. Because they bring in all the Booker boys and Booker girls. You know, it's part of a field trip. You learn a lot by being there. And it becomes a social event because afterwards, uh, you know, you may meet a boyfriend, girlfriend. You never know. Okay. Everybody, uh, it's it's sad, but it's also a bit festive because people are dancing at the end. They're in circles. I'm looking up at the stage because I had a press pass. I was able to wean a press pass from Noam Layden because they wanted to keep me away from the stage. I go right up on the stage, and I say to the big markers there, I said, a, a unity rally, I don't see any Republicans here. You know, I, I realize you're not going to let me speak, but how about Lee Zeldin? You know, he served in the military, proud Jew, right? Uh, Molly Yatakis, a congresswoman. Uh, no, no responses. No responses. Okay. Well, if she would have shown up, they would have, they would have let her speak. 
I'm sure of it. I don't know. But, but, it, but the point being, okay, that's one. Then, too, the mayor says, you know, I got a, an outpouring of calls from religious leaders in the city. They're in support of Israel. Why didn't you invite him on that stage? Why didn't you invite somebody from the archdiocese, an imam who then would have had a fatwa put on his head? Okay, I get that. Evangelicals, they love Israel. In the, after the second intifada, when I went there, when even Jews were not going there from America, the only ones I kept bumping into were the evangelicals. Oh, they love Israel. Should have done something along those lines. And so it looked to the rest of the population, hey, it's Jews, you know, talking to Jews. It's Jews rallying Jews. Then you saw the other rallies begin to emerge, you know, the pro-Palestinian rallies, and some of them were pro-Hamas, directly pro-Hamas, that first one in Times Square. And I'm looking and I'm, I'm saying, wow. I guess the blacks are sending this out to Hispanics, the white ethnics, and the Asians because, again, it's mostly your – it's like tribal. Most Americans are going to look at this and say, haven't we seen this before? It's tribal. you got to get more people involved. It's like how do I, I – how, how oftentimes do I say without moderate Democrats – Republicans will lose time and time. You got to get other people involved. Yeah, but this isn't. Look, I, I mean, you pay a lot of attention to who's at rallies and what they're doing because you generate a lot of energy on specific issues around rallies. Rallies are nice. Ninety-nine point nine nine percent of all Americans don't go to rallies to express their support. They express their support other ways. And I think, for example, you know, I have heard on the radio the last couple of days. Joe Biden's at fault. It's Joe Biden gave money to the Iran, whatever it is. When 90% of the American people, including a bipartisan consensus in Congress, is not, is, is giving Biden and, and, and his team credit for saying and doing the right thing. Everyone is saying and doing the right thing. I agree with you. It's always great. And my experiences with JCRC, the Jewish Community Relations Council and the Met Council and Jewish, all these organizations, UJA, they always let Republicans speak. They're not going to let a non-elected official just random. Well, sure, but I bet you they would have let you speak if you asked. I did. And they said no? No. I said, yeah, sorry, you're not going to speak. Yeah. And I'd spoken at their rallies before yeah, years you ago. Can, I mean, I can Against see Iran. I mean, you're, you're a weird case because if you were just the head of the Guardian Angels, they would have been yes. But now you're kind of an unspoken candidate against the guy that can he, I don't know I, I get it but who cares who's at a rally and by the way I got something else for you who everyone got so worked up about this DSA rally where they said the anti-semitic things and they're holding up swastikas there are a bunch of yahoos who cares a bunch of kids at Harvard writing a stupid letter who cares we're just looking for people to take shots at they represent nobody they're a fringe of a fringe let these yahoos be dummies. Let these college kids never get any jobs again. Let these DSA candidates never get elected again because they're going to these rallies. Look how fast the DSA leadership ran away with their tail between the legs. They couldn't even put out a statement, right, to clarify it. They're like, we still kind of believe it, but we don't. We didn't like the way our first sentence read or something but like that. That will slowly change as the body count goes up on the Palestinian side and not the Israeli side. I can think of a lot of districts in this city. That, you know, that, that, that there are, there is a Jewish vote and a friend of Israel vote that is enough to swing a city council district. You get 200, 300 people who, who. Oh, no, no, I understand that with this upcoming election cycle. Uh, but that would require now no, voting for a Republican. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's not going to happen now, but I'm saying like, I'm a, I'm a perfect example. I, I live in a district that runs south from 14th Street. That includes the old Lower East Side, which isn't as Jewish. Well, it's not clearly not as Jewish as it used to be, but there's plenty enough Jews in, in that. 
you know, you think a DSA candidate is not going to be wearing that rally around their neck from now on? People are going to be walking away from DSA. Well, that's what I want to discuss up next. Why is it that some of these rallies, I stopped by Columbia, they wouldn't let you in the campus. It was in lockdown. Uh, I noticed you had some students who were pro-Israel, uh, then some students who were pro-Palestinians. And we saw that at even Baruch. Baruch! Your beloved Baruch, Sid Rosenberg, right? I went to Baruch. You had the Palestinian faction. They had their schmantas over their face, you know, because uh, there's photo recognition technology. They don't want. Don't think that they walk around like that all the time. They don't. The reason they had the kaffir on and the schmanta around their face, covering their faces, they know they were being photographed. And some of those might match up to people who are either wanted or potentially involved in terrorist activity. So they all had the garb on there, and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But one thing I didn't see, I didn't see the drones, the NYPD drones. You know, the drones only come out when I'm out in Staten Island leading those uh, those rallies against the migrant centers. This is the perfect time to have the freaking you, you drones imagine, out. You're going to have drones, like with the way everyone is so on edge right now, you can have those those drones. Well, what are they there for? I want photographs of the groups. I want them all because there may be terrorists embedded amongst them, right? No. What do you mean, no? You can of, guarantee that? It's a bunch of Yahoo college kids. Stop with them. You were the only one on the air yesterday. The days of rage. You're like, everyone relax. Oh, no, no that's gonna... ridiculous. Yeah, everybody, no... everybody use this. These are the three excuses they used to not come in yesterday. A, if that didn't work with your employer, day of rage, that's ridiculous. You get it. But it's Friday the 13th. Uh, no, uh, you know, it's not. No, 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 no. Oh, you know, there's going to be a solar eclipse. <laughs> People try to. The place here was empty. I, I'm the, uh, what the I'm, hell? Where did everybody go? I um, said, oh, um, they're, they're hiding under their Castro convertible you, at home. You know, yesterday was the best day to shoplift and all because every RMP, every police cruiser was in front of a, 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 exactly. a, a school. You know, all right. It's like, look, none of that. People are rallying. The, they're mostly kids who don't know any better, which is a problem for the left, I have to admit to you. You guys in the Republican Party have a problem with your right of anti-Semitism online and everything else. We on the left have a problem with our liberal kids who are their history lessons are on TikTok, not understanding the region and thinking the Palestinians are their people. And so much Jews. No, that is a real problem for us going forward because sooner or later these kids are going to be running things. Right now they're yahoos, but sooner or later it's going to be a problem. I'm not disputing that, and we've been watching it grow for the last 20-some-odd years. It still represents a fringe of our party the same way that the anti-Semites represent a fringe of your party. But they're not they're not terrorists. Well, up next, Anthony Weiner, you got to explain to me how Qatar exists. They allow everyone on their island, which is the size of Connecticut, everyone but the Israelis. Everybody has a consulate there. Hezbollah has a consulate. Hamas has a consulate. The Taliban has a consulate. Our largest air force base in the Middle East and Persian Gulf is in Qatar. Our out-of-town police commissioner, Eddie Caban, where was he? Qatar. Tell me, what is, when we come back, the purpose of Qatar, because you say to yourself, how the hell could the fatwa have been issued from Qatar, and yet our Secretary of State is meeting with Arabic leaders in Qatar? I'm scratching my head and, and wondering, what is Qatar and how is it that so many rival radical factions could have their consulates there? On your place to be left versus right, Anthony Weiner, Curtis Lee. One and only to the Undertaker. Oh, 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 oh,
It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. Well, well, well. As the uh, local elected officials couldn't get enough FaceTime on this, you know, every moment, fear, fright, hysteria, hype. And then they realized by 6 o'clock Thursday night that they hyped it a little too much. And then uh, the mayor and the governor got together. No, no, come to work tomorrow. You can come to work. It's going to be safe. We're going to have every police officer available in uniform. There will be nobody out of uniform. They'll all be assigned. It will be the most highly patrolled New York City that you've ever seen. And then all of a sudden, I'm looking in the screen. And from Qatar is out of town, Eddie Caban, the new police commissioner. And I'm saying, this is exactly what happened when Dinkins was made. We had out of town police commissioner Lee Brown. What? what, what what's he doing over there? Well, I have to tell you, he almost timed it just right so people might think that he went over there to try to get to the bottom of what was going on with this terrorist. I'm going to find out myself. It is... Qatar is kind of like the Switzerland of, of of the Middle East, right? I mean, they did let Jews come and visit during the uh, during the World Cup, right? They have the World Cup well, they, over they there. Like, they like Jewish money. They like uh, shekels, right? <laughs> exactly. And they like Jewish sponsorship, too. Uh, and Qatar was also the birthplace of, of Al Jazeera, right? Yes, That's Al Jazeera right. TV. So, yeah, so they, they've managed. Look, the UAE has become kind of like this, too. You know, the UAE, you go to the, the UAE, if, if, you know, if you, they have these beautiful hotels and these resorts, and if you say the right word or wink the right way, they'll find you some liquor there also, even of though course, it's a Muslim of course. country. Dubai, obviously. Yeah, so it is, it is, the, the, it is, the, the, this is why recently with the Abraham Accords and everything else, this kind of modern Middle East is starting to emerge. But they only want to be modern up until a point. Right, but this is the problem with Qatar. Again, the size of Connecticut. They hosted the World Cup. So you got out of town Eddie Caban there. For what reason? I still don't know. Uh, having hummus and talking about security in the Arab-speaking world. Nonsense. Hummus, hummus not hummus. Hummus, hummus. Not hummus. Uh, then the uh, spokesperson for Hamas, they have a consulate there. He issued the fatwa, somebody I never heard of, never saw him before. He's the one who called for the day of jihad, the day of outrage. And I'm saying, who's this guy? He could have been anybody, right, pretending to be a Hamas guy. And then oh, the whole world, they're hiding underneath. Oh, cancel work. Oh, they'll blow up subway station. Who the hell is this guy? And he has a consulate. Taliban has a consulate. That's where Trump first started negotiating with the Taliban through our ambassador. Yeah. And then eventually uh, the team Biden. Uh, you have Hezbollah. Hezbollah has a consulate there. The one pl- group of people that do not have a consulate in Qatar is Israel. Yeah. They I mean, won't that, let Israel right. there. From- our largest Air Force base with all of its capacity in the Persian Gulf and Middle East is in Qatar. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they have this role. By the way, at this very moment, Huma Abedin on MSNBC, this is like, this is the Wiener Abedin. If you, if you watch TV, you get the, you get her side. If you listen to, to, uh, WABC, you get me. But look, I mean, the, Qatar plays this, this role that, and by the way, they don't have a military of their own, but we do have a giant base there. They tried to play it both ways. The one thing in the Arab world that they figured out is how to get the shekels coming and going. 
They figured out a way to get us supporting it. Some of them figured out a way to get Soviet money or now Russian money coming in there. But but I think that I think that they play a valuable role. Like someone has to be able to talk to somebody. But the problem is now is who's representing the Palestinian people? We know Hamas has has all kinds of money. They've got a PR machine and everything else. But who's representing the actual Palestinian money? Now, what Kaban is doing there? I'm sure we'll find out, but it used to be we had over a thousand police officers around the world doing anti-terrorism work. Well, let me uh, let me bust everybody's bubble. Uh, Sid Rosenberg had on the mayor the other morning, and the mayor did acknowledge that he does not believe in the policy of the Hercules team. That means the long guns, the guys and gals. They have the helmets on, the body armor. They got the submachine guns. They're yeah. posted in front of the Empire State Building. That was a, bit, that was a bit much. Penn State. Well, he announced that he was removing them. Not very well, bright. Well, he said they had been reassigned. Yeah. That was a really good question. I, uh, why the hell would you say that? So, Ahmed and Benson Hurst, who's sympathetic to Hamas, says, hey, by the way, if we're going to actually hit them, they're no longer assigned to these major buildings. I I thought you set up Sid with a very good question. But when the mayor said, oh, we haven't eliminated it, we've reassigned them. Well, we know we haven't killed them. We know you (laughs) reassigned. (laughs) That's a specialized unit. Uh, I don't know. You know, you remember after September 11th, it was a common, a, a common occurrence to see. Nine or ten RMPs all lined up, lights and sirens right. going that was, through the that street was the Kelly to have this kind of like very obnoxious, loud. I know. Look, we're 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 going to be okay. We can all go to work, and I'm not saying that the world is a completely safe place, but I I do think. Well, that Frank, well, let me give you another thing. Uh, this pivot and shift of your mayor, Eric Adams. He's on with Sid Rosenberg. Sid Rosenberg asked him directly, do we need to worry about Hamas here? Absolutely not. We got the best intel. You know, Baba, he does the party line. Okay, I get it. Then he gives another interview. Lone Wolf Hamas absolutely could well be amongst. I'm like, this is all within the space of two hours. Does he not realize that when he says these things that are in direct conflict with what he just says, it leaves people not having any faith in his ability to actually have a plan. Remember, that's his number one problem. Everybody says, swagger man with no plan. It's so like, guy, you just told Sid on the most powerful radio station uh, and the most listened to morning show, don't worry about Hamas. We got it here. They're not here. And then two hours later, you're saying, oh, yeah, lone wolf, uh, Hamas. You know, I, 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 he's getting closer to the what I think should be the answer. There should be answers. Listen. We got a big police department. We're among the best. We have intelligence gathering. We're doing everything. Go about your lives. Go about your business. If you see something, say something. But we got this. You don't have to worry about it. That should be the tone. Not that uh, terrorism is everywhere. Days of rage. I'm I'm on a group text with some other parents, and someone says, "Are we still going to have basketball after school?" And someone else waited and said, "Why wouldn't we?" Says it's days of rage. Says, "What am I outraged? What what is what am I?" They didn't know what we were even talking about. And so I, I think that the mayor is trying to figure out the right – the mayor is very eager to say, I'm a cop. That's his thing. I'm a cop. I, I know all about this kind of stuff. But the correct answer is you're safe. Go about your lives. But I thought it was a very good line of questioning because I was eager to see whether the mayor was going to try to exploit this to change the subject. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, anything not to talk about migrants for a little while – I thought the remarks that he made at the various rallies in support of Israel were on point. 
I think that we're doing a good job to keep people safe. And I think this is a time we're going to come together to support the people of Israel and be safe here in New York. So uh, typical politicians, depending on their audience, he's in front of your peeps. He says, yeah, we support Israel to the max. Then he has the religious gathering at Gracie Mansion. By the way, they brought the tent out. Remember we discussed yeah, you could put the tent? Yep. They were all under the tent. I barely saw an imam amongst any of them because the imams were afraid they'd have a fatwa issued against <laughs> them if they said anything positive about Israel. And he said, restraint, restraint. So, depending on the audience. No, you can be both things. We support no, Israel. Can. We support Israel's right to defend itself. But just like the president say, we are, they're a nation of laws. They're a democracy. They've got to keep the support of their own people. And remember, I mean, they, they care about international laws and norms and everything else. They care the same way we should. We've got to show that we're better than these animals. We've got to show that. And so that means showing some restraint. But it doesn't mean at the end of the day their mission is not to wipe out Hamas. That's what they should do. Yes. Uh, well, I don't know how you do that without killing so many other people who, by the way, are not necessarily objecting to being their human shields. Understand this. You know, again, I, I take us back to Iraq. The fake propaganda that was sold to all of us by Dick Cheney, Darth Vader, who couldn't wait to do waterboarding at Gitmo. When we invade Iraq, the majority Shias will be there. They'll welcome us with flowers, with candies. They'll be going, no, what they were doing is planting IEDs and trying to blow us up and tell us to get out of Iraq. I don't trust our government. I don't trust the analysis. I think this failure of our intelligence units with the Israelis tells you everything you need to know. We spend billions, and what do we get in return? What do we get in return? I don't know. The, the, the terrorists only need to be right once. This this was clearly a this was clearly a problem. This is what happens. You, Israel is a democracy, and I think their leaders are going to be held accountable, just like we did on September 11th. I mean, you know, our our the further we got away from September 11th, the more we realized that our government did anybody us. pay the price. For, for falling asleep in 9 Excellent question. That's nobody excellent did. Question. The I further mean, it gets away, nobody does. But I will tell you this. When you have a facsimile training camp in the middle of the Gaza, out in the open, and you're doing practicing, and we have satellites trained there that we can find a pimple on Ahmed's nose, and you don't see them going through training exercises, come on, asleep at the wheel like they've been so many times. You know, we shouldn't have an accountability of uh, transparency. Where are all these billions going? Because if you couldn't spot this stuff while they were preparing I get all it. these thousands of missiles. I 100 percent get it. I mean, then you have the Iron Dome that wasn't set up in the areas that it was supposed to be. Was it because they have had so much turbulence and unrest in Israel on the domestic front that they just were distracted? But, Anthony, for four days, Hamas was firing missiles. I get it. No, when, listen, how did they get the missiles this was into a real, the box? This is a real problem. It's a real problem. It is not, you know, these missiles were manufactured, apparently, a lot of them in the territories. How that happens, we apparently, you know, the the the, 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 the Shin Bet apparently has a network of informants all throughout Gaza. That didn't work. There's no doubt about it. There's accountability. The only... The only point I would make is that you divide up things. For now, for the foreseeable future, a unified face is we're going to figure out what happened, but first they've got to wipe out But we're going to trust the guy who is completely incompetent, B.B. Netanyahu, who should, who should have left office a long time ago. This is what happens 
when you have somebody who's in power for so many years and everybody falls asleep at the well, wheel. It's also when you put together a cabinet of minor party yahoos rather than necessarily who represents the mainstream and the best and the brightest in your country. This is what winds up happening. This coalition that he put together is not something that was sustainable, and now it's really being tested. But they have now an emergency coalition government. I believe that their imperatives are now to wipe out Hamas and to try to find as many hostages, but there's no doubt about it. I believe a year from now we're going to be sitting here, there'll be a different prime minister in in Israel. Uh you got seven days to get the job done. I got to tell you, Anthony, the whole world will be opposed you had to a you. Six-day war. Now you get a seven-day war. Barbarians, uh, you know, your colonialists, your oppressors, the whole nine yards is going to happen to you. Up next, so we got to really get down to the discussion: is why is it that in many of these statements that are being made on behalf of the Palestinian cause, and in some cases the Hamas cause, when I look at the person's name, I say. Oh my God, they're Jewish. You got to explain this because we Gentiles, when we see this, we say, are you freaking out of your mind? Hamas just committed a pogrom against your people. They would just as easily have killed you if you had been at that rave. You could have been, I love Hamas. I love the PO. Whack. There goes your head rolling down. When we come back, you got to go explain this. There's a reason self-hating Jew is a thing. It's a term. Oh, my <laughs> God. And I'm looking at the name of it. Friedman? The fight up at Columbia University where the one guy got arrested uh, for tearing down the pro-Israel literature that they were putting up, you know, uh, uh, advertising their pro-Israel rally. was a Jewish guy who hit his fellow Jews in the head with his stick, was in a kafia. Long live Hamas! Please, when we come back, Anthony, you got to explain this, because we Gentiles, we're like, really? What's wrong with these people? <laughs> we're supposed to get involved in this mishagash right here in your place to be. Left versus right, Anthony Weiner, yours truly, Curtis Sliwa. Remember, solar eclipse in the aftermath of Friday the 13th. And yes, I think World Jihad is over. You better, you better get your asses to work on Monday and stop this fear, fright, hysteria, and hype. You know I've seen a lot of what the world can do And it's breaking my heart too Because I never want to see you sad, girl Don't be a bad girl But if you want to leave, take good care Hope you make a lot of nice friends out there But just remember there's a lot of bad and beware Left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. So. Uh... Kevin Jones chose his Pink Floyd song. I don't know if he's trying to rub salt in your wounds. Uh, Anthony Weiner. First he has Cat Stevens, Yusef Salam. Then he has Roger Walters. What, 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 Roger Waters. What, are we going to have a, a, a who's who of anti-Semites? Well, no, because here? he knows you're the number one Zionist here at uh, <laughs> WABC. 
So I guess he figures this is a great way to stick a zinger at you. But it is interesting. Cat Stevens uh, was born of a Greek Orthodox father, island of Cyprus. I forget what his mother was. He had tuberculosis in 1969 that he barely survived. Over 100 million songs sold, right? By 79, he decides, that's it. I've given up westernized music. Okay, goes off. We find out his now new name, he's converted, hardcore Shia, Yusef Islam, and he signed on to the fatwa of the Alatoya Omeni to uh, Salman Rushdie, uh, satanic verses. And then he's back in 2006 and said, ah. Maybe not. <laughs> that was a fling. So let's get to the reality. I'm looking at the speakers last night on a video, a video fade from Grand Army Plaza, Brooklyn. Uh, from there, they marched over to Chuck Schumer's house. It's, it's only a few blocks away. He lives in a brownstone on sent, on uh, Prospect Park West. Jews for Palestine. Okay, I get it. But then there were some Jews for Hamas. Uh, and in our country, you don't get arrested for that, like they're threatening to arrest people in England, and they have arrested people in France for that. Explain that. I mean, I I, it's hard for me to understand. You just saw I, them slaughter all, I, Jews. I, I don't believe there's a real Jews for Hamas. Well, I didn't say the, it was a formal organization with a weapon. I, I don't even know. Look, I, I don't know. There is there is a real thing called self-hating Jews. There is also a large community of liberal Jews who care deeply about the plight of the Palestinians. I don't think those things – I don't think that's necessarily a sin – I think it's a strange time to be standing up right now when 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 Israel is under attack by terror by by terrorists. Well, a lot of them support BDS, uh, the boycott of Israeli products, but rarely have I I heard them come out and say I support Hamas or Islamic Jihad. Uh, in this case, we did see them in Times Square. A bunch of people uh, support Hamas openly. It's happened in other parts of our country, and some of them happen to be Jews. I'm you, sorry. By the way, you think that's confusing? Imagine how confusing Jews for Jesus is. <laughs> that's confusing. <laughs> so now, uh, can you get the job? Can the IDF get the job in seven days? Because you're going to, you, you know, you're a victim now. And, and the world loves victims. But the, the, the world hates it when you're powerful. They really do. They hate America when we're powerful. They hate this Israel. Is the, this is the problem. All these kids protesting in Madison Square Park is because they think they're rooting for the underdog when actually it's 20 Arab states who want to wipe out Israel. Israel's yeah. the yeah, underdog. Yeah, well, maybe you're going to have to go and lecture them. Uh, we can, Professor uh, Anthony Weiner uh, and your uh, specialty Chaim. is... Chaim. Chaim David Ben Mordechai. Right. Zionism. The history of Zionism.